0: Welcome, you're listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here's your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications.
1: Hey friends, welcome to our live training event today from Barnabas Foundation. I'm so glad uh, that you've taken some time to uh, think about uh, church ministry and funding church ministry with us. My name is Philip Liu. I'm Church Communications Director at Barnabas Foundation. I'm joined by Cindy Reimers. She's Client Services Administrator and Treasurer at Barnabas Foundation. Cindy, thanks so much for taking some time to be with us today.
0: Sure, Phil. I'm glad to be here.
1: We're going to uh, take some time to talk about preparing your church for uh, its next budget freefall, freefall, which maybe doesn't uh, seem like that would ever be a thing, but given these last months, uh, it's a thing. Uh, a lot of churches during the COVID 19 pandemic experienced significant, uh, shortfalls in, in their budgets, uh, and had to scramble, had to scramble because they weren't meeting in person. Uh, they had to think about how, uh, how funds were going to be received. It was all kinds of uh, scenarios that played out as a result. I've had lots of conversations with churches uh, over these last number of weeks, uh, just hearing what their experience has been like, just listening to them in terms of um, uh, what the challenges have been, but also the opportunities as well. And Cindy, you know, my just generally speaking, uh, what it seems uh, like to me, anyways, as I've listened to folks, is that Uh, Most churches experienced over these last months a dip in their giving, some a significant dip in their giving. Um, uh, Most churches had to scramble in terms of what their um, sort of what means they would use to receive gifts and and what giving would look like. And I've heard all different kinds of scenarios in terms of uh, solutions that churches came across. A number of churches, even though uh, every church experienced some sort of shortfall, a significant number of churches experienced uh, near devastating uh, losses in terms of giving. I know from the Christian Reformed Church, I was in touch with them last week. They were telling me that uh, there's at least 125 churches that applied for a grant, a COVID 19 grant. Uh, The Christian Reformed Church, North America was pretty quick in responding uh and setting up a fund for churches that uh they could apply for some emergency funding, some grants and they've had 125 churches make an application. Uh and that's a significant number given the size of the denomination. Um so what we're uh want to spend some time thinking about is we want to think about what if, what if there's a next crisis? What if um what if we find ourselves in a situation where we can't meet or where the economy um, tanks? Uh, what kinds of things can we do now to prepare for that sort of scenario in the future? And uh, I want to um, I want just pause and make sure that I invite those who are listening in and those who are joining us, please uh, take opportunity to type either uh, questions for me or for Cindy, we'd love to uh share this as an interactive time we're going to be sharing lots of resources so if you have um any questions about any of those please let me know uh so Cindy, let's um let's start with um where church leaders need to begin as they try to anticipate a scenario like this playing out again
0: sure phil i thought it would be helpful for us to kind of talk about the the type of you know conversations and um ministry discussions that churches should be having as they think about budget preparation. Lots of times budgets get us talking about, you know, ministry, which they should. Um, And so it's kind of some of those questions that churches should be asking. What is the church's ministry priority? Oftentimes we'll see with churches that when they do their budget, they look at last year's budget and they maybe increase the money for salaries and they just continue on with that budget. And really we want budgets to reflect, the ministry and vision of the church. So kind of questions that they should be asking, is there a new ministry that we'd like to implement in the new budget year? Um, do we need to invest in figuring out what our church's vision is? You know, oftentimes churches don't even know what their vision is. And that vision can change based upon maybe the community that they're in or the makeup of their congregation. So maybe they need to invest in some renewal for their church and some options that might be available for that. Another thing to look at is what are our current spending habits? Um, do they fit the vision that we have? Um, are we making investments that align with our, our current calling, what God's calling us to do in our neighborhood? Um, sometimes when we're thinking about managing budgets, and especially as we look at things with new eyes, is, is are there programs in our budget that aren't really needed anymore? Um, you know, one example I heard of from a church is that they were offering an after-care, after-school care program, and attendance was just dwindling and dwindling. But yet there was a great need for a food pantry in their neighborhood, and so they said, "Hey, in this budget, we're gonna we're gonna end." It was hard. It's always hard to end a program. They said, "We're gonna end this program, and we're gonna take that money and invest it in this new program." And so when you're doing budget processing, those are the kinds of things that you want to think about is what new programs can we be doing? What, God, what is God really calling us to? Does our budget line up with what those, um, what those uh, priorities are? Another thing that you need to be thinking about and, and considering for churches is um, having conversations about your members' giving habits. Are they what they should be? Does the amount of money that you're giving reflect what maybe an appropriate tithe would be from from, a, a, from your members? Um, a great way to do that. One thing that my, my church did this year is that we took advantage of the church stewardship sh- survey that Barnabas offers. And it really allowed us to get to kind of take the temperature of our members. And it looked at areas that range from do our members know what the vision and mission is for our church? to do they um, have a good grasp of their personal finances? Um, Are they, you know, do they have good planning done? Do they have a will set up? That sort of thing. Do they feel that the church is using their resources appropriately? So taking that church um, stewardship survey, really, I'm the treasurer of our church, just my first year, just completed my first year, and it really opened up my eyes to kind of where our church members were at and what their concerns were. And um, the, the Barnabas stewardship survey is a 10-minute survey. We had a great response of our membership. We were, we were, you know, overwhelmed. We have about over 100 responses, I think. We have uh active membership of maybe 300, 350 around that range. So we were really happy with the response that we got, and um, really set us in the right place then to to talk about member giving and. Um, and, you know, what that looked like and where we can, you know, start talking about some different things to encourage generosity among our members. And all of that was through the, the church stewardship survey. So I also wanted to, to give a little plug for Phil in that. Um, one of the things that we looked at in our church stewardship and um, preparing for it as, as we you know talked about it in our council is that um, Phil has a great webinar um, right on our website that talks about what's included in the church stewardship survey. So I would just really recommend that you show that, you know, to your council, your executive team, whatever it is, and and it talks about exactly what that church stewardship survey looks like.
1: Yes, thanks, India. Check out uh, church.barnabasfoundation.com. All of the resources that we talk about in our time together are going to be found there. I'll mention it probably time and time again, but the church stewardship survey. There is an overview brochure or user guide uh, that you can download and take a look at uh, that sort of walks you through the whole process and what's involved. It's a great, great resource. I meant to mention, too, that that Cindy's coming at this not just in her role from Barnabas Foundation, but as a church leader, uh, as a treasurer of her church, as somebody that's involved in asking these kinds of questions. Of having these kinds of discussions and giving thought to, uh, the ministry life of the church and how that gets funded. What are the current priorities and what, uh, what, what's the idea for priorities in the future? So that's why, uh, I really wanted Cindy with us today just because of the perspective that she brings. So let's, um, let's move away from, oh, I also want to mention too, uh, before I go too far, I want to mention, That on the church.barnabasfoundation.com website, uh, there's a whole series, a whole range of training videos that you can share with church leaders. I also want to mention that uh, this uh, video, this is uh, being recorded. Our conversation is being recorded. We're going to post that on our website. You can share that with church leaders as a starting point for these kinds of conversations. It's a simple way to say, hey, I'm going to send you this. If you have a chance to watch it, to listen to it, you can listen to it as a podcast. Uh, if you have that chance, uh, and then let's talk. So it's a really, a really good way to start these kinds of conversations. Uh, so let's talk, Cindy, a little bit about giving and some creative ways that churches can approach growing different ways that members can give.
0: Yeah, the one area that I feel that churches um, tend to miss out on is asking their members about gifting non-cash assets. Um, if you look at someone's net worth, you're going to find about 10% of that typically is in cash. The other 90% of their net worth is in non-cash assets. All of those are resources that can go to Further the Kingdom. So I think that the church could be well served by investing in educating their members on the options of gifting non-cash to to benefit the church. Um, We have seen people do it in in my role at Barnabas Foundation. I help people every day to give non-cash assets. And when I talk non-cash assets, the things that I'm thinking of are um, appreciated securities, real estate, business interests. Um, commodities, which is something that I think a lot of churches could benefit from uh, receiving commodities that are maybe some of those more fine farming in rural communities. Um, but we help these people to give non-cash assets um, through their through a steward's fund, which is a donor advised fund, um, and then they can use that money and gift it out to their church whenever they would like to. So let's say that someone, I'll just give an example because I think it's always easier for people when they, when they think through an example. If you've got someone in your, in your church who might be interested in um, they've been managing an apartment complex, let's say for a number of years, they're getting older, they want to get out of that, it may make sense for them to gift a portion of that apartment complex to a steward's fund at Barnabas Foundation, avoid having to pay capital gains on the sale of that, and that money then is in an account, and it could be their giving for their church for a number of years to come. A more simple example could be if someone has some appreciated stock. Let's say they bought, you know, Starbucks when it was, you know, $5 a share, and now it's worth 10 times that. And they could gift that Starbucks stock, avoid having to pay capital gain tax on it, and get a charitable deduction for the fair market value. They can do that through through our donor advice fund. They can also do it directly to the church um, if the church has a treasure account. At Barnabas Foundation. So, one, one um, option that we have for churches is to open up a treasure account to receive these types of assets. We will take care of receiving them from the donor, making sure that that donor has an appropriate tax receipt, and then we liquidate the stock right away and send a check on to, to the church. The church can have access to the account so they can see online the activity that's happening. And it really is an easy way. We're trying to make it as easy as possible for churches to receive some of these non-cash assets. And I think it's really important that churches see Barnabas as their partner in doing this. We are here to assist them. And it is, it's what drives our ministry. And we so desire to do that. And we want to help people to make non-cash gifts to churches that can really help to further those, those, those churches and those communities. Yes, Our treasure account is a, is a great tool for doing that.
1: Yes, and uh, on uh, church.barnabasfoundation.com, you there's an application. It's a PDF, fillable PDF. It's two pages. It's literally just two pages, and you can save that, send it in, and uh, we can get a treasure account set up for your church. And it's a way uh, to make preparations for when these kinds of things happen. That I think, too, uh, what you're saying, Cindy, is that. Uh, um, you know, when we have the luxury of time, and I think that's what I noticed during the pandemic, is that uh, there was such a rush uh for churches to try to get set up, not just for worship, uh, but also for giving. Um and there was such a rush for uh trying to uh have things in place so that they could make it through those months. Uh what we're doing now is we're just taking a step back and saying, Well, how can we uh how can we uh, get set up right now? How can how can we put things in place so that we are regularly communicating about planned gifts and uh, gifts in a will and about gifts of non-cash assets? How can we uh, have a set of strategy so that we're regularly communicating to our church members about these ways of giving? Um, there, we have an info sheet on our website that you can uh, download about a treasure account, uh, the next issue of Generosity Today is going to go out next month. And that's a quarterly newsletter that you can share with your church. It comes as a, as a PDF, but it also comes in an email format. You can send it out. It's a way for you to promote uh, planned gifts, it's a way for you to promote gifts of non cash assets. Uh, we have an info sheet on how to give stock real estate or other gifts to my church uh we have a tri-fold brochure called smart and powerful giving that you can share it's an overview of of all these uh these ways of giving that Cindy's been talking about uh you can email me and i'll send you out a packet of them to distribute at your church so again what's what's the strategy that your church has in place to talk regularly, to promote regularly uh, gifts in a will and and gifts of non-cash assets. Cindy, let's uh, think about, um, I mean, the treasure account. One thing that's really handy with the treasure account is that it's for the current ministry budget, for funding current ministry. Let's think uh, big picture in, in terms of future ministry. Funding, what that looks like. Um, what are some ways that churches can begin planning for future ministry?
0: Yeah, you alluded a little bit to um, gifts in a will, and that is really um, an important thing to make sure that you talk to your church members about. Um, God is calling on us all home at some point. None of us know when that appointed time is, but where all of his saints are going to be called home. Many of these saints have been blessed with monetary resources that they can't take with them. And so they're going to go someplace. Maybe some will go to their family. Um, but there's no reason that some of those assets can't go to their beloved church family and be and be a gift to their church. So I think that the church should make sure that they're inviting members to leave a portion of their resources to the church for, for use in the future. Um, and that can be done in a number of different ways. Some people are... Um, sometimes discouraged, I think, from leaving a portion of their estate to their church because they're afraid that if they give to the church, that it may dissuade other people um, from giving to the church. That, oh, you know, that if their money is used for the operating budget, then that means that other people may not give to the operating budget because that they know that that estate gift, is gift has come in. So, one thing that we Um, Try to promote is having a church set up a foundation to receive those estates and bequests. That the foundation, and we call it part of this foundation, is called a legacy foundation. And it's really a a turnkey foundation that churches can set up where they can um, have a resource that's available that people can feel comfortable. You know, leaving the church at in their estate and having their money go into that legacy foundation, and they can earmark within the legacy foundation if they wanted to go to say a building fund or to a ministry fund or to a benevolence fund. You know, there's there's different options that they can um, allocate those gifts to. So we think it's really important and really want to encourage churches to set up and to promote gifting to a legacy foundation for the long-term support of the church and to really you know, encourage those members to give to the church from from their estate and making that option available to them.
1: There's there's an information sheet on Legacy Foundation uh, at at church.barnabasfoundation.com. And that's the kind of thing you can uh, print off and share with leaders, get the conversation going about a Legacy Foundation at your church. Uh, We also have an info sheet on uh, talking with one of our planners. Uh, that you can share with church members, that you can share with church leaders and uh, encourage uh, members and families at your church to have a conversation with one of our Barnabas Foundation planters to think about their own charitable intent, to think about their own legacy, to think about uh, what it would look like for them to make a gift uh, in their will to, to their church. Um, another resource that I want to talk about, maybe, Cindy, you can comment on, we, we have a new resource through Barnabas Foundation called Free Will. Uh, members at your church can make a will online. They can do it. Uh, to, it's really quick. It, it goes really easily, and um, it includes uh, some, uh, some provision for making a charitable donation as well. Again, there's a link on our website uh, for free will, and again, it's another uh, easy resource to share with members at your church.
0: Yeah, Phil, I think that that's really um, it's important from a church, and again, that's much from a financial standpoint, but from a a shepherding standpoint, to encourage that everyone in your church have a will um, that God has entrusted them with financial resources. He's entrusted them with um, children and to make sure that they are all cared for um, and that there's a plan for those assets when they pass. So it's just important for everybody at all ages in churches, and the churches should be promoting that their members do have have wills. So before we we break, there's one more um, gift that I want to make sure that we talk about, Um, and that is in the last couple of years. And maybe you've heard about this, maybe not, but um, we've been uh, the gift, the ability to gift for individuals 70 and a half or over to make gifts directly from their IRA to their local church. Um, there's many people that have you know, worked hard their whole lives and there's money available in those um, individual retirement accounts. And now individuals can give a portion of those without having to recognize it as income first if it goes directly to their church or charity. Um, so they don't they don't take a tax deduction for it, but they don't have to recognize the income. And for many of our seniors in conversations that I've had, they're in a tax position that that's more beneficial to them to avoid recognizing that income than to take a charitable deduction. So again, just making sure that you're educating your members on these different giving options and more may become then available for the church and they may feel more comfortable giving more to the church through these different options.
1: Exactly. You know, it's, it goes to, uh, the point you were making earlier in terms of where wealth lies. And, uh, if you take that 10% in cash and then 90%, uh, in all different kinds of, uh, resources or, or assets, um, uh, the real key for church leaders is to try to understand, uh, what, what options are available for church members when it comes to charitable giving and then communicating uh, to church members about these options so that they have good information. That's, um, that's what Barnabas Foundation is here for. That's why, that's why we exist. That's why we're your partner in ministry. I want to just mention another resource that's uh, really popular. Uh, we get a lot of requests for an info sheet. Again, it's found on church.barnabasfoundation.com. And uh, it's called How to Give to My Church in My Will. And it has specific language in on the sheet about making a gift to your church. And that's just really good information to put into the hands of your church members as they consider uh, their own will, as they consider uh, how they'd like to uh, extend the ministry of your church uh, they need to have that in their hands, and so and that's available uh, through our website. Um, I think that's about it, Cindy. Anything else before we sign off together?
0: No, I just um, one last thing to leave us. Education is just key. Just put the information out there. That's what we. It's up to God. It's up to the Spirit to lead people to give. We just want to share what options are available with our with our church members and make sure that they've got those readily available.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and we have a lot of that uh, information to share. We're we're your resource for that. So looking forward to connecting. Again, check out church.barnabasfoundation.com for all of these resources. Uh, Email me, reach reach out to me for any questions that you may have. And uh, again, take uh, this recording. We'll put it up on our website. Take this recording, share it as as a link. They can watch it as a video. They can download it as a podcast. And share it with church uh, leaders and say, hey, let's start the let's start the dialogue, let's start having the conversation, let's start making sure that we have things in place for whatever may come. We don't know. Um the God's got us and God's got his church, and uh we're doing our best with what we have to make plans and preparations. Um Make sure that uh, if you have questions about the resources available on our website and uh, you'd like me to sort of walk you through them, make sure that you reach out to me. I'd love to have a phone, call, a phone conversation with you and uh, help you in any, any way that I can. Cindy, uh, thank you so much for your time uh, this morning. It's been a pleasure, and thanks to those uh, joining us today. Uh, we so appreciate you taking the time. Thanks and God bless.
0: Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.BarnabasFoundation.com.